0: Father God, we thank You. It is indeed great, Lord God. We rejoice this morning. It's so great to know You. It's so great to think of our future, Lord God. We rejoice so much in Your incredible greatness, Lord God. Thank You, thank You, thank You for Your Word this morning. Speak to us all, I pray, in Jesus' Name. Praise God. Come on, give someone a high five. Do you sit down? Thanks, Musos. Wow, that is such a great golden oldie. So, Linda actually wrote that song. Yes. We've... Yay, Lindy Lou. It's such a happy song. So, sometimes when Linda and I get together and pray, we just get that song out and it just, you've got to laugh when you sing that song. I love it. Not everyone can write a song with real joy in it, so it's really fun to to sing that together and rejoice together. Wonderful. Praise God. So very exciting today and this month celebrating 25 years and I feel that God has given me a great passage to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I want to just talk a little bit about that garment of praise as we thank God and praise Him for all He's done. All these 25 years. In verse 1 there, in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, it says this The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and it keeps going on. But I just want to stop there. And I just want to reflect a little bit on that word that God has sent has sent us. How good to be sent. God has sent us to heal the brokenhearted and to do a bunch of other things as well, which I'll look up in a minute. But I want to, uh, I just thought it would be fun to remind us and reflect how God sent certainly Chris and me to the Central Coast. I know you've all been sent here in different ways to this church. But um, it's just good to remember how God has birthed this church and uh Some, I suppose, 28 years ago, Chris and I were in Russia and God had sent us to Russia and that's another story. And we knew that God was going to, we were going to pastor a church somewhere in the world and we didn't know where. We knew it wasn't going to be in Russia because the language was too hard. (laughs) So we we figured out it had to be an English-speaking place. And uh, but we... We'd, we, had, we had literally driven to places to look. We'd driven to Penrith and Parramatta, I remember. We looked in a building there in Penrith, was it? In Parramatta. We looked in a building and said, this would make a good church. And they literally started a C3 church in that building some years later. We're like, that's the very building we looked in. <laughs> and, uh, and we went to, to London to see if God wanted us to start a church in London. And, and we, felt, we felt no. And, and we went to Atlanta. Atlanta randomly so we're on the way home. Let's go to Atlanta. That'd be a good place to start a church, but not for us. But yes, again, they started the C3 church in Atlanta some years after that. So we were wandering around to all the places God wanted to start C3 churches, but it wasn't for us. And one night, Chris went downstairs downstairs our entertainment at night was me drawing and Chris praying. I prayed too, but you know, we just there was no TV, <laughs> nothing much to do. We'd run out of books and and things. So um we'd go downstairs to the flat downstairs, and Chris was praying, and he came up and he said, God's spoken to me. And I said, Really? He said, Yeah, we're gonna start a church on the central coast. And I went Really? Actually, Phil Pringle rang us first, didn't he? I've got the story a little bit wrong. So Phil Pringle rang us one day and said, do you want to start a church on the Central Coast? And we went, no, not really. So <laughs> we didn't say it quite like that to Phil. You know, we showed respect. But we just thought, I mean, I used to come on holidays here, you know, at North Avoca. It was like, just a holiday place. I didn't, we were just like, yeah, no, I don't think so. And, uh, but he was like, oh, I'll we'll just pray about it. And we were like, oh yeah, okay, we'll pray. And, uh, but we, I just felt nothing, no, Um Love the place, Love, you know, great for holidays. But didn't feel to start church here. We were you know, it was, it was London or Atlanta or you know, New York or somewhere, <laughs> not the Central Coast. <laughs> anyway, um, and then yeah, so Chris went down and prayed and came up, and I remember he just I remember the moment he said, "God spoke to me. We're gonna we're gonna do the church on the Central Coast." And I went, "Oh, really?" He said, "Yes," and I was like, "Wow, okay." It was just like, "Wow." I remember thinking, wow. And then we're just sort of, we just sort of sat on it for a couple of weeks. And then uh, one of my beautiful friends, Sue Hoskins, she rang us up, which, you know, you just casually say rang up, but you understand ringing was a big deal for anyone to ring us. It was hard work in the middle of the night, booking phone calls through the strange Russian exchange. But anyway, she did that and she said, God spoke to me and I, I don't know if this is going to mean anything to you, but I feel like you guys are meant to pass the church on the central coast. And we were like, oh. Wow, did you see that from God? She goes, Yeah, just what, what do you think? I, well, that's really God. So then we knew that God had spoken clearly, like two, three times. And, um, and so that's what we did. We came back, and uh, Mark Saundercott had gathered a group here, and they sort of had a few meetings going with no pastor or no sort of set church. And we knew that that was us. So we came up through the bushfires that first summer. And, uh, and, and gathered those people that were with us, sort of. And, and, and away the adventure began. And we'll talk a little bit more tonight about that adventure. But it's so good to be sent to do that work. And if we look at that verse there, Isaiah 61... The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. And so when I think about what's sort of happened here over the years, I'm going to have to put these glasses on, is it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a bit better. So, just um, just thinking, I was thinking about some of those things there to, to to preach good tidings to the poor. So beautiful to get people whose lives are feeling poor or who aren't whose lives aren't where they're meant to be, and to tell them, you know what, God wants you to be rich. Maybe financially rich, maybe just spiritually rich, and to discover how wealthy we can be what just such a joy to be involved in that ministry of of preaching to the poor whoever they may be what kind of poverty that you may have whether it's because you're a you know like a, a candle maker here and and God wants to turn you into a, a millionaire businessman who knows what God wants to do what a joy to see how God releases our finances what a joy he says to heal the broken hearted to heal to i just look out and i see people who have gone through divorces or terrible loss or pain or all sorts of things and how god's brought us through and healed our hearts and there's so many wonderful stories isn't there just of of god doing beautiful things just soul by soul and silently sometimes and sometimes privately we can't we can't say all the good things that god has done to open to proclaim liberty to the captives to 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 set us free when we're trapped. Sometimes people have been trapped, and yes, even in this church, in some terrible sin and horrible stuff. And God has—I've seen people. God set people free, so those those sins are just in the past and finished and forgotten. And there's there's amazing grace, and maybe people who've been set free in depressions or addictions, and and and. Who no longer have to take those drugs, or who no longer have to rely on medication to get through, and it's such a delight to see that and to think of that that history over those twenty five years of people who've been set free because Jesus set us free, and to proclaim liberty to the captives, to to just just and the, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What a joy! Like that, the there's years that are just acceptable and good and wonderful, and you know, I just. Look at all the couples that have got married. It's so fun when you've been in church for 25 years and you've had people that have, like Sarah has been a, you know, well, you were about 12 or something, weren't you? So Sarah's about 12 and now her daughter's 12. And it's so, or nearly, she is 12. Yeah, it's, it's a whole generation. So exciting. We've had... Babies born, babies turned in the womb We're really good at getting babies to turn in the womb If your baby's the wrong way around We just get them to flip We've got a few babies that have done the flip And uh, babies raised from the dead That's that's pretty good you know. We've had, I think Rolly's been raised from the dead Nearly dead, several times over the years Still here, so good Still finding a way and praising the Lord It's so exciting So, And seeing people born again how precious that over the years of just people who didn't know Jesus and this is all new to them and, you know, I see Lisa up the back there and only a month ago she was on her knees. She goes, right, we're going to do it on our knees, getting on our knees <laughs> and giving your life to Jesus and then buying us an apple tree. ha <laughs> ha Beautiful. It's so exciting. So oh, it's like I'm, my heart is so full. How can you even, when you think of all that God has done, when you think of that, it's amazing and it just keeps going on and it's, it's truly worthy of celebration, isn't it? It's truly worthy to just rejoice and I just thank God for that garment of praise as we think, oh, all that you've done, God. So awesome. God is awesome and it'll be so fun in heaven because I reckon part of what we'll do is we'll just get together and tell stories and, and we'll remember all the details and we'll go through all the, the great, I mean, we've had some real battles, you know, battles like really really hard stuff that we have got through and we're on the other side and we can rejoice and say wow oh, that was full on wasn't it how did we get through that how did we how did we stay together as Hudson said when we oh, we were hanging by a thread sometimes but god has done amazing things and if we go down to look at verse 3 he says this and this was the scripture in particular that the garment of praise. He says this, that God is, Jesus; that he's come to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So, We're praising God but it says here the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. And so it's funny because in the midst of celebration, we still are living in this life. There's still people mourning in Zion. There's still things going on in church even today that are not optimum you know it's like okay well we just put aside all that and celebrate and we do but sometimes those things they almost crowd on top of you don't they like when you you're trying to celebrate you know I I sort of think I'm I'm trying to celebrate here you know I'm trying to have a great day but there's there's so many things you know that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness I looked up that word there and it's a spirit of heaviness it says unusual and unreasonable sadness and it's a, and the word can also mean to be dim and dark and disappointed. Sometimes you just wake up feeling like that. Sometimes you have a very good reason to feel like that. You know, um, in Hebrews, there's a chapter that I love, a faith chapter, and it talks about the great heroes of faith, you know, Abraham and Moses and all the wonderful things that they've done. And, and then it, it – and how, you know, the, the victory, you know, Noah – Moses. and I just love that, that faith chapter. And then it's got this fantastic bit there, if we can have a look in Hebrews, and it says that some of them were, and this particular, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered around in sheepskins and goat stings, beings destitute, afflicted, tormented. I really like the sawn in two one. I just, that just really strikes me. So this would this would fit in well with those who mourn in Zion, those who've been... Sawn in two. Do you ever feel like you're being sawn in two? It's amazing that in the midst of that faith version, this faith, that faith chapter, they talk about being sawn in two. And I know that God gave me this this whole this whole concept of the garment of praise. But it's right in the midst of ashes and mourning and heaviness. And sometimes it's very strange in the Christian world, isn't it? There's a real mystery that when we're talking about faith, we talk about being sawn in two, and it's not like They got put back together again. Like that was the victory. The victory was they got sawn into. Praise God, they did it well, and they had victory, and and it was an amazing soaring, I guess. And so it's, but it's just a fascinating thing that the victory that we have in Christ isn't always particularly, you know, I was sick and then I was healed. I was poor and then I was rich. I was sad and then I met the man of my dreams and and we lived happily ever after and we never fought again. You know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily work like that. Our faith and our celebration is in the midst of all these strange things that are going on, in the midst of being sawn in two. I'm sure some of you feel like you're getting sawn in two sometimes and yet we still celebrate and yet we have a garment of praise. And why is that? Why Why do I still believe in this rejoicing and in this garment of praise? And I'll tell you why. It's because 2,000 years ago, a man, a man stood up in a synagogue in Nazareth and he read this very scripture. He read it aloud and and he declared, today this scripture is fulfilled. That's what he said. That's what Jesus said. Jesus stood up and he read from Isaiah, just as I'm reading from Isaiah, and he said, Today it's fulfilled, today. Because Jesus is the one who brings us victory in the midst of life. Jesus is the joy bringer. He's the joy bringer. He's the one who sets us free. He's the emancipator. And He may or He may not transform the situation. That has been my experience over 25 years. He may or he may not. And don't lose faith over that. Don't go, oh no, I'm going to be one of the ones who's not. It's okay. It's all right. He, he'll just show us. But he may or may not transform the situation. But i tell you what he does do. He transforms us. He transforms us. So sometimes we are rescued from the sword and sometimes we're cut in half. But in either way, we rejoice greatly because we experience his victory. We find out what the victory of Jesus looks like in that situation. And that's why we can celebrate because in either situation, we win. Either way, we have great victory. And I must say, I have found that a little bit this week, or this last sort of few weeks. I've just um, seen a few funny little situations around me. One of... One being that I, my finger nearly got cut off, so <laughs> I know a little bit about being sawn in too. Thank you to one of my lovely children who was cleaning up and left a, an upturned knife in the sink. So when I went to clean the, ben, the cutting board, which was also in the sink, I basically went zoom straight down onto the knife, and then went ha, huh, okay. And then I looked at my finger, and there was a very big sway of finger coming off, and I'm like okay. And so I, I just held it there and went. Was that as bad as I think it was? So I go, hey, Luke, everyone, come here. Let's have a look. Let's see if it needs stitches. So we all stood around and went, okay, here we go. And then, yep, we all went, yeah, yeah, stitches. So so, um, <laughs> so we went to the doctor that morning, and uh, he was a lovely Indian man, and he stitched me up. He said, you're very lucky It hasn't gone right through the bone because it, 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 it nearly touched the bone, but no, not through a tendon. And... Um, he did a very neat job stitching it up, which I watched while he was doing it because it was right there. So um, um, Jesus is a bit like that sometimes. He stitches us up, but it can hurt when we're being stitched. That's another thing. But anyway, what was great about it was that um, I had my hockey semifinals that very day. And I went, hmm. So I'm just sort of thinking, how am I going to broach this with the doctor? So I said, so can I play hockey on it? And he just looked at me in shock and said, well well, I won't do an Indian accent, guys, don't worry, Shred. <laughs> he, said, he said, well, you, 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 can't, you can't bend it and, and you can't fall on it and you can't hit it, so, so I don't think you can play hockey. And I went, it's the semi-finals. And he's Indian and Indians know their hockey, you know, they know their cricket and their hockey, they're good at hockey. So he goes, oh, and he looked around, he goes, okay, you can sub. I'm like, great okay so it gives me permission to sub I mean and so I get to the hockey and I go oh yeah guys I've got my feet it's like this huge big white bandage and then I got one of Chris's motorbike gloves put it over the top and they're like can you play and I went well the doctor says I can he says I can sub and they're like all right so anyway I stayed off and then they put me on and I, I don't even know I, I didn't even I just thought I didn't want to try out I didn't know if I could hit the ball you know like it's kind of going to be a bit sore you know but anyway um I just really played well, we didn't win, no, we're leaving it to Byron to win the finals, okay, but um, but we didn't win, but I played really, really well, and you know what, it didn't hurt at all, not at all, I'm whacking the ball, no pain, you know why there was no pain? Because the thing was still anaesthetised, I couldn't feel a thing, and I didn't feel anything until like about two hours after the game, I went, okay, now the anaesthetic's wearing off, I can feel it, so, you know, I just praise God that I was able to play, and it all worked out, and my fingers fine, and You know, we haven't had sort of an instant healing, but God brings out good things in strange situations. I've got a friend in Sydney whose husband has just broken both his legs skiing. He was doing a noble thing. He could either wipe out the child who was right in front of him and not moving fast enough and on a slope they probably shouldn't have been, or wipe himself out. So he took himself out and went into a pylon and broke both his legs. And she's talking to me and she's saying, it's just amazing how good it's been. You know, like, he has hardly had have any pain medication. He's only on Panadol. The doctors are amazed. And, it, and she's going on about this and I'm thinking, he's got two broken legs. But she's amazingly positive and isn't it great that we got to Sydney and I didn't have to go to Cooma or Canberra because she drove him all the way back to Sydney and, and the doctors have been really good. And I'm just thinking, you are so beautiful. Talk about the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Like, she was just completely positive about the whole thing. And then the third situation was beautiful Maddie Puller who rang me up. Is Maddie here? Is she out with the kids? She's with the kids. It's always the way, isn't it? If you talk about someone, they're always with the kids. That's probably a good thing. So, (laughs) Maddie rings me up the other day and she goes, Ruth, I've got this really good praise report. And I go, oh, great. Tell me what's happened. She goes, well, Jenny fell off a platform at the playground and she landed on her arm and she broke it really badly. And it's just a really bad break. In fact, you could, it, it snapped. You could, you could see that it was completely broken. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, okay, I'm waiting for the praise report but you know. <laughs> All right. And then she says, so then she says, so... But she was really calm. And I had to drive the other kids home. And then I drove to the hospital. And there was no car park. So I prayed for a car park. And the car just came out right in front of me, right at the lift so I could park. And then I could carry it to the thing. So I was just so blessed that I got a car park. And I went, well, yay, that's good, I guess, with your kid with the big broken arm. But then she just kept going on. She said, and she wasn't distressed and she wasn't in pain and she was so happy and friendly and calm. And they kept saying, does she need more medicine? Does she need more you know, pain relief? But But she didn't, she barely needed any. Then she said... They said, oh, it's going to need wires. But I said no, and I prayed that with Jenny that she wouldn't need wires and she didn't need wires. The doctors kept warning me that she would be distressed at every point, but she was completely calm. She wasn't difficult. She wasn't combative. The doctors said, you never see this. She's only very little. So, you know, she's only just understanding what's happening. And, um, and they were shocked at how happy she was. And she said, she said this. She said, I just love even saying this story. And all she's telling me is about her poor child that's broken her arm really badly and is in hospital. But she was so rejoicing at the goodness of God that was evident all the way through, that you know even to the car park and the doctors and, and Jenny was calm and she didn't need wires and she didn't need much medication. And she said, she said, "'There was no stress or worry. "'We were at peace. "'It sounds strange, "'but there was just the most beautiful presence of God.'" She, he, she, Maddie said God is so good he just looked after her he just wrapped her up in his arms <laughs> isn't that beautiful isn't that just beautiful so I just want us to celebrate today and in all of these situations there's not been the big I mean we've had miraculous healings we have had that and I could tell you those stories you know we've got praise reports like this thick Sometimes it's amazing, even more so, to celebrate when it doesn't quite work out the way you want, and yet still you see the goodness of God, you see the grace of God, and whether it be a, a broken arm or a finger, or maybe maybe your heart's breaking, or maybe your relationships are torn, or, or maybe there are things that are not working the way you want, and it's the resolve isn't happening. You know, it's like why. Why am I why am I why is this not working out the way I want? Yet we know that God is good and we know that he he binds up the brokenhearted and he repairs things and he makes things good in the midst of it all. And so this month we celebrate in the midst of whatever we're all going through, the good, the bad and the ugly. We celebrate and we rejoice and we put on that garment of praise. And we really need to make an effort let me just encourage you to go to Jesus because I believe he can give us this. It says there that he ha- it says that the Lord has anointed me to give them beauty for your ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It says Jesus gives it to us. He just gives it to us and we're going to have to make an effort if someone you know like someone one of sometimes my girls give me a nice piece of clothing or something you've got to put it on. He's given it to us, but we've got to make the effort to to wear it and to put it on and to go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this praise on because we can stay in the in the place of the ashes and the mourning and the heaviness if we're not careful. It's very easy to stay there. There's a lot of good reasons to be there. But we've got to decide to put on that garment of praise. And let me encourage you. I was at a conference the other day with Mike Connell, who's a great guy, and he was describing how he puts on the garment of praise. He said, this is what I actually do. And he described it in detail. I'll tell you. He said, I use my body. You know, there's no good, you, you know, if you're just sort of sitting slumped in your chair, praise God. He says, no, no, I get up and I walk around and I use my body. He said, then what I do is, he said, I, for half an hour, I put on praise music and after I've done praise music for half an hour then I sing a worship song and then I start to really praise pray for what what I want and I have my own little methods of doing things but I thought oh I'll do what I when I hear a man of God I just do it I don't sort of think yeah that sounds good good on your mind I do it so I'm like right I'm gonna do exactly that so I, I didn't even I don't I usually I play my own guitar but I thought I'll do his system so I got the the speaker what's it I don't know the Bluetooth speaker thing I've never used one before <laughs> I've never used it before and I had to f- figure out how to use I nicked Bethany's see if my phone can match up It took me quite a while actually and I had to I had to start using Spotify and get a list of praise list, and there's not necessarily a lot of happy songs on Christian songs. A lot of Christian songs, bless them, are written by 25-year-olds. Bless them. So they're still sort of like, oh, God, I was so bad, but you've rescued me just. So I was like, yeah, that's great. Good, good, good. And that's, that's great. That is good. But, you know, I, I do like songs to be written by people who've actually experienced the victory and can sing just, just the joy. Can we just, just get the joy? So anyway, so I had to find those songs, make a list, and then get them working on the thing. And then half an hour... I just play those songs one after another. Sometimes if it really hit me, I'd play it again. And I'm dancing like Mike Connell said in my room. And I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord just comes on me. I'm so After half an hour of listening to these, I love some of these African-American, you know, like there's one like, blessed, we're blessed. Oh, we're blessed, blessed, blessed. And I'm like, yay. Like this. And then I get out, you know, I've got my tambourine. You know, I've got a little bag of praise stuff. I've got a tambourine. Actually, in my bag, I'll just show you something Eleanor gave me. So, you've got to get this stuff out. Now, you're just laughing, you think, oh, Ruth, you're so crazy. You're like, ha, ha, ha. But it works. This is the garment of praise. What do you think praise looks like? Yeah, give me this. Oh, <laughs> you gave it to me. You did. You gave it to me. Can you pass it to me, babe? Throw me that. <laughs> Come on. So, I get this out. So. literally get this out and I literally go like this and I'm like oh look at that and it makes me feel ha- doesn't it make you feel happy I mean so I'm getting this out I've got tambourines and all sorts of things everyone has to leave the house it's it's a little awkward but so I'm getting out I'm doing I just want to encourage you because you know even this week I just felt that heaviness I just felt so like oh and we're supposed to, I'm thinking we're supposed to have a great day on Sunday and I'm just like oh This heaviness, so many reasons to be depressed. But I thought, no, no, I'm actually preaching on it. (laughs) Better get the victory. So I did. I just put that music on again. People come home, they get in so much trouble. I can't even tell you. If someone comes home when I'm planning to do one of these sessions... I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you home? They're like, oh, I'm sorry, mum. I'm like, get out of the house now, go, go. They race out of the house. Even Chris, he comes home early. It's terrible. But anyway, so, <laughs> because you've got to be alone sometimes to do this thing. You've got to fi- find a place, okay? Find a place. I know if you've got little kids, go into the bush, sorry, just leave them alone. Just <laughs> lock them out of the house. I know, I've been there, done that. But, you know, wherever, I've been, I've done this in, the, I've been to garages. Um, I've done it at, five, at my parents' house, I did in the garage. They had a separate garage. I used to get up really early in the morning and do it in the garage. And you know the story. One day the workers, workmen were coming. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm in the black garage. It's dark. And I hear them going, like, Oh. They're gonna find me. They're gonna walk into the garage. There's no escape, there's only one door. And I just remember hearing them going, yeah, talk, talk, talk. And then open the garage. And there I am just standing there. Just <laughs> hi. I just remember the look on their faces, like what are you doing in the garage at five o'clock in the morning? But anyway, so find a place, garage, rocks. I have the best rocks in the world. Linda and I found another one the other day. Thank you very much. There's rocks all over the Central Coast, there's cliffs. Go to the cliff faces, edges, rocks, wherever you need to go, empty rooms. I mean, there's places. You've got to find the place. But use your body and worship God. I mean, I used the Bluetooth there. And I just put on the garment of praise. And what happened to the situation that I was in? The reason that I felt sad and terrible? Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing changed to that situation after my half an hour of praise. Nothing changed my fingers still cut in half, viewings later on, if anyone wants to see, I'm not squeamish, that, you know, my friend has still got two broken legs, other-ish situations are still happening. We didn't get that breakthrough particularly, but I'm completely different. Completely, because Jesus is the joy bringer. And if I will put on the garment of praise and worship Him and thank Him, everything changes in me. I see a new perspective. I understand that He is the God of victory and He can bring victory to these situations. And He will. His victory will look like the victory that He has planned for that situation, but He will bring it. And I rejoice in it and I see it. And I'm so excited by it. I feel completely different. Completely. And so let me encourage you this morning as we celebrate today to to put on that garment of praise, to celebrate all the good things that God has done and will do, but just celebrate anyway because God is good. He is so good. And when you just look at Him and you see Him start to celebrate with you, it's just so wonderful. You just feel such a joy. It's, It's just joy, joy, joy to be in His presence. There's fullness of joy. There's no room for anything else. So wonderful. So praise God. We put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, beauty for ashes, and then look how it finishes in verse three there. That that they, that's us, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Yay, apple trees, I think, surely. <laughs> trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. He may be glorified. This isn't just sort of some how to be happy message. This isn't just so that I feel better in the midst of life. This isn't for me. I mean, it does totally bless me. And if you'll listen to me, it'll totally bless you. But this is to bring glory to God. Because how glorious it is for God to see people growing up from the age of 12 right through to 70 serving the Lord with joy and with gladness. She's not 70 now. I'm just speaking it to the future. She will be, but she was 12 when she started. (laughs) So, but how, what a wonder that is. God is the God of wonders. And it's truly a wonder to be serving and loving and rejoicing God for your whole life without bitterness and and allowing bitterness or heaviness or ashes to to dampen us and to take away that, that joy that we have in God. That's why ultimately we do it that God may be glorified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.